welcome to the Sweat and Reflect podcast, where we'll break down how life is happening for you, not to you. I'm Meredith, a 30-something former teacher, widow, and life coach who is focused on empowering women to live their best lives no matter what they've experienced in the past. We'll laugh together, cry together, and at the end of the day, grow together. Are you ready to sweat and reflect your way through this crazy thing called life? Okay then, let's go. Hey friend, welcome back. I hope you are doing well. Oh, we are in the midst of a new week and honestly, thank goodness. Um, if you follow me on social media, you may have seen that last week I was in like a very dark hole. Um, it was a really rough week. It just felt like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Um, and every time I got myself back to a point of like resetting my nervous system and, you know, just like feeling good, feeling happy, feeling calm, something else would get like thrown in my lap. And it's, you know, it's taking me a few days to like really work through it. So grateful to be in a new week. Grateful to be back in this space with you. I feel like even on some level, my or the podcast episode last week was kind of like a reflection of where I was mentally. So here's hoping this episode is clearer, more succinct. I mean, I don't know, maybe you thought last week's episode was, but I'm definitely feeling like I'm in a much clearer headspace and much more present for you. And, you know, maybe you're thinking, well, you just didn't have to put out an episode last week. You could have re-recorded it. You know, there were lots of options. But again, like I say all the time, this podcast is about transparency. I'm not going to get it right every time. I'm not going to say the right thing every time. Sometimes I'm going to give a little more information. Sometimes I'm going to hold back. And it's just, it's where we are. And again, I want this podcast and I want our conversations to be a reflection of real life. So that's why it is what it is. And we're just going to keep moving forward, keep focusing on improving, getting ourselves back into a neutral state. And uh, yeah, so this episode um, is something that ironically, I was avoiding. Um, and it wasn't until I sat in therapy last week that my therapist was like, so you are experiencing grief avoidance, which is probably why parts of last week were so difficult. So let's back it up. The last week of July, um, as I've mentioned before, was Tim's birthday and our wedding anniversary. I always acknowledge it, right? I always do what I can to kind of like sit with it. But just because of where life has been lately, you know, on Tim's birthday, I worked. In hindsight, maybe I should have just taken the day off. Um, You know, after being on vacation for a week, it was one of those things where it's like, we, you know, we just got to like jump back into it, get to work. And sometimes it's easier to have a task to focus on, right? Because I like to sit and reflect and acknowledge and, you know, think about him. Um, but I'm I'm also in a point where I don't know how beneficial it is to sit in that state 
all day without interruption. Um, so I worked all day and by the time I got home, you know, I was just exhausted. That had also been a long week and I, you know, realized a little too late in the day that I didn't do anything to like really acknowledge his birthday. Um, normally I'll have a cupcake. I will go to, um, like McDonald's and get his favorite meal from there. Um, I'll watch an episode of one of his favorite shows. Like I will do something intentionally, um, to honor him. And for whatever reason that day, I just, I didn't. So I think that there was some like subconscious guilt. Then on Friday, I literally can't really remember what I did. But then that Saturday on our anniversary, you know, I looked at some pictures that morning. I watched part of our wedding video, but the moment I heard his voice, I just kind of like lost it and shut down. And so I allowed myself to really lean into the fact that I was spending the day with Ryan's family. Um, I was meeting a family member who I have not met yet. And it was really important to me to just be present. Like I mentioned throughout the day that it was my wedding anniversary. But again, I really just tried to be in the moment, be present, and be focused on who I was with and my surroundings. Sunday, then it was just like a whole, it was like a perfect storm of all of the things. I got some like test results back about my gut. Work ended up being crazy. And again, it, it blew up into this perfect storm. So in the moment while I was having like this giant meltdown on Sunday, I didn't even connect the dots that part of my overwhelm and part of my shutting down and part of my meltdown was the fact that I hadn't really spent any time like really honoring Tim and honoring what the past few days had represented. And so then I went about my like work week um, and work was just like, work was so hard. Um, work was so hard. And then there was like family stuff thrown into it. And so I was just a freaking wreck. And that's when I went to therapy and my therapist was like, I think you are exhibiting some grief avoidance. So for those of you that don't know, grief avoidance is generally considered, and I quote, um, an adaptive response to loss and an integral component of the initial acute grief response. This avoidance may be of both situations and or stimuli that are reminders of the loss and avoidance of emotions about the loss. So avoidance can look like substance use, isolation, or withdrawal, um, or being withdrawn, uh, throwing oneself into work, advocacy, volunteering, staying busy, avoidance of people, places, and activities um, out of fear of grief, um, denial of feelings and emotions. You know, it, it is a whole culmination of things. And... It is a lot. You know, I, as I said, I threw myself into what was present. I threw myself into work. And then the exhaustion just from work and everything was so much. I zoned out. Then I threw myself into, you know, being with Ryan's family and enjoying the day. And I just never gave myself time to be, to like really sit with things. And maybe you can relate, right? Maybe 
you are experiencing grief uh, on some level and you were just throwing yourself into work. You were throwing yourself into going out. You're throwing yourself into fixing everybody else's problem. And it's completely natural. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, like defense mechanism, right? It's a completely natural behavior. Sometimes we just don't want to feel that pain from that loss. Um, sometimes we just feel like we're not in a headspace to, to properly deal with it or to want to deal with it. Um, sometimes it's, it's just a fear, right? Like what is going to happen if I allow myself to feel anger, frustration, sadness, depression, like how, where's that going to take me? And it's a lot, especially if, I mean, it's a lot, period, right? Then add in if you feel like you don't have a support system. Add in if you aren't in therapy. Um, Like add in all of these other ways that you could be taking care of yourself, but you're not. And that's another thing, right? Like I have not been taking care of myself for the last like month or so in the way that I normally do with like workouts and just having that quiet time for myself in in the morning. So last week was very much, again, this perfect storm of all of these factors not being addressed. And then it just spiraled. It imploded. It was just like really bad. Um, And so I wanted to, again, come and speak with you today because we need to lean into feeling, right? Even if it's uncomfortable, even if we feel like we don't have the time that we have to show up for other people, we have to go to work, we have to, you know, check all the things off of our to-do list. It's going to make all of those things so much harder if we're not taking the time to deal with our grief. And I'm not saying you and I have to take off a full day, right? I'm not saying that you and I have to like sit in those feelings for 24 hours. But we have to feel those feelings on some level. And so we need to do things like sit in silence, honoring that person or that grief, our feelings for five minutes, like set a timer, find a quiet spot. And just know that for those five minutes, we're going to let our emotions out. Maybe we're going to cry. Maybe we're going to scream. Maybe we're going to stamp our feet. Maybe we're going to punch a pillow. Maybe we're just going to sit And just allow our emotions to leave our bodies in a way that we can't see, right? It's not tactile. It's not kinesthetic, but we can feel them leaving. We can feel them being drawn to the surface. Maybe we make it a practice to sit and journal daily, especially if it's around the time where the initial grief started, right? So if it's around the time of the loss of the loved one, if it's a mile marker of that loss. So for example, Tim's birthday or anniversary, like I should have sat in quiet contemplation, whether it was meditation, going for a walk, like an intentional walk, 
Um, not just like walking the dogs, sitting and journaling, um, just sitting in a quiet space, no distractions, no phone, no TV, no computer. Again, doing things like going intentionally moving our bodies. So going for a walk, maybe going for a walk with someone whom we know is going to listen and just like fully allow us to experience that broad, broad weight broad range of emotions. Um, Again, just sitting with it. Just allowing ourselves to be. Because I, I know I've mentioned this in the past. When we avoid, right, whether it's avoiding grief, avoiding our truth, avoiding having tough conversations with people, avoiding making a change... All of that builds up in our bodies. And then the issues start to lie in the tissues, right? That pain, that anger, that sadness, that resentment, that pain, period, works its way into the molecules and the vessels of our bodies. And that ultimately increases the stress level on our physical being, it increases the stress level on our emotional and mental health. And you can take it a step further and it drastically impacts our spiritual health and our ability to connect with the universe, our ability to connect with our higher power, right? Your God, your your prayer system, like whatever it is. And then unfortunately, those stressors, as they continue to build and get deeper into our systems over time, they lead to physical ailments. I mentioned at the start of the podcast that, you know, I got some test results back on my gut and I have to do a completely separate episode on that because that deserves its own episode. But holy crap, (laughs) I have put my body through so much stress just the last like three months alone that my physical health is being impacted. And that's terrifying, right? That's terrifying, one, because I'm still young, right? Like, I don't want to start feeling like I'm 90 years old. It's terrifying. Oh my gosh, terrifying because I still have goals, as do you, right? Like, maybe you want to have a kid. Maybe you want to move up in your career. Maybe you want to run a marathon. Maybe you want to literally be able to get out of your bed in the morning without feeling like you have to shake and crack and, you know, wiggle and stretch just to go to the bathroom. And all of these things are directly linked. And again, it's so mind-boggling that we allow ourselves to do this, that we allow ourselves to suppress, we allow ourselves to build up so much stress that our bodies do not have any way of responding. Like they don't know any other way of responding besides shutting down. Like I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. And yes, this episode is about grief avoidance, but honestly, we can boil it down to just avoidance, period. What are you avoiding? 
What are you tucking away and folding and pushing down and shoving into the back of our proverbial closets? Doing all of those things is making our lives difficult, right? Us putting our grief, our feelings, our whatever away, thinking that we don't have time to deal with this, is actually going to cause us to lose more time later on. Because once we finally hit a breaking point, which we all will, it's inevitable, I hit at least the very start of my breaking point last week, we then have to spend twice as much time dealing with our shit. Where where had we just sat in it the first time around? Had we just allowed ourselves to feel and acknowledge it would have not only been easier, but it would have saved you so much time and anguish on, again, all of those levels, right? The mind, body, spirit. And we've got dreams, you and me, right? We've got goals. We've got lives that we have mapped out that we can see coming to fruition in the future, But unfortunately, you and me, we're not going to get there. We're not going to get there on the same level or on a better level if we don't take care of ourselves and our issues right now. We need to stop avoiding. Right? And this is hard. Even as I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, I can feel the tears coming. I can feel this like crack, this break starting to happen. And, and that's okay, but this break is currently happening because I'm frustrated with myself for allowing myself to get to this point, for allowing myself to break down so much that it feels like I wasted an entire week being anxious and mad and sad and frustrated. I spent a week putting strain again on my body putting strain on my relationship with Ryan, putting strain on my relationships with other people. And listen, my reactions were justified. There was some bullshit (laughs) that happened this week. But as a result of avoiding and not taking care of myself up until this point, it was twice as hard to deal with the bullshit. And so now... I'm in a state of reflection. What can I do? How can I make this better? What can I add to my day that's going to feel like it's taking away time from other things? But what can I add to my day that's actually going to build me up? What can I add to my day that's going to help me heal? What can I add to my day that's going to make me feel better? What can I add to my day that's going to make me a better partner, employee, person, friend, sister, wife, daughter, like whatever roles you fill in your life. You need to be the best version of yourself. And it's not a need that I'm projecting onto you. I know it's what you want. 
I know it's deep down how you feel. You want to show up and not have a short temper. Or you don't want to snap at your significant other because they moved a glass the wrong way. Right? You don't want to lose your shit at work because you're frustrated you didn't set a boundary by taking care of yourself that morning and now your boss needs to want you to stay late and now the time that you thought you were going to have at night you don't have. Right? It's all a domino effect. And it all starts when we avoid. I feel like up until the past few weeks, I've been really good about like leaning in to my grief, right? Allowing it to flow, allowing it to happen. And life, the universe, whatever you want to say, has been testing me. They're like, okay, life's going to like pick up. You're going to be adding more to your plate. How are you going to show up? How are you going to handle it? And I haven't been handling it well. I haven't been treating myself well on like any level. How I feel my body, how I move my body, how I speak to me, how I speak to myself, like none of it's been good. So now's the time to face that avoidance. Now it's time to put yourself first. And I know you can do it. I know you can do it because I've seen you. I've seen you put yourself first before. I've seen you grow. I've seen you call your shot and go for it. So life has been hard lately. So life has been a lot lately. So life has been throwing just everything it possibly can at you. I get it. But you know what? We're going to get through this. We're going to start by adding one thing to our day. Maybe it's five minutes of meditation. Maybe it's five minutes of journaling, just gratitude. This is what I'm thankful for. Maybe it's a five-minute dance party. Maybe it's just laying in bed for five extra minutes in, in the morning with your eyes open and you're just taking in that sunrise. Or you're laying in bed and you're setting an intention of, today, I'm going to be a badass. But you have to make a choice now to stop avoiding. I have to make a choice now to stop avoiding. I have to deal with my grief. I have to deal with the fact that, yeah, I feel guilty. That I didn't take that extra time for Tim on those two days. But you know what's going to be okay? It's going to be okay because you're strong. Because you're capable. Because you're loved. Because you're unstoppable. Okay, I want you to say those four things to yourself every day. And just keep saying them to yourself until you freaking believe it. I am strong. I am capable. I am loved. I am unstoppable. Because you are. You are all of those things. So we're making a pact, you and me right here. We're going to stop avoiding. We're going to lean in. We're going to put ourselves first. And in time, we are going to see major changes and we're going to be that much happier with ourselves. Are you with me? I mean, I'm really not giving you a choice. 
So you're with me. Let's do this. Let's go. And let's say F off to avoidance. Is it just me or is this episode freaking fire? I just have to like, I'm like feeling it. I really wish I had like video recorded it. (laughs) That's what I get. It's been, you know, percolating in my brain to like start video recording. I think this is why. Okay. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing you. Thank you for taking this time for yourself. You are strong. You are capable. You are loved. You are unstoppable. Have a freaking amazing day. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for being here. I know that addiction and grief are very difficult topics to address, to process, to hear. So please do not hesitate to reach out to a health professional, specifically a therapist or your primary care physician, to seek support and encouragement in this time. You are not alone and there is no shame. There is no shame in asking for help. 